Spawnerly is the premier podcast spotlighting people of color. Every week, we talk news, what we've been playing, and tell you who's invited to the cookout. Our show is all about talking about gaming through a prism of blackness because we are the culture. Welcome to Bukaka, y'all. What the deal be, Bracago? This is the Spoiler Me Podcast with Khalif Adams. I am your host, Khalif Adams. I hope you are doing well today. I hope you are washing your hands, washing your butt. I hope you are social distancing, doing all the things you need to do to make sure that you are okay, making sure that you're all right in this pandemic, making sure that you were getting it in. We have a wonderful show for you today, a very special episode of Spawn On Me. Again, thank you to everyone who has come by and hung out with us today. It is a little bit early. We're doing the show a little bit early because we have a special show in store. Uh, if you miss our last episode you missed a lot of good conversations about you know aoc being on twitch about the new mortal Kombat stuff that we had rolling we had a lot of stuff to talk about but this week we have a very very cool show uh, again you know the election is coming up we have been talking about this every week on the show talking about why you need to get your butts to the polls why you need to make things happen in your spaces do all the things you can to make sure that everything is going to be good for you so that when it comes time for election night, you are on point and that you are on on task uh, getting everything together. With that said, uh, we have two magical, mystical guests with us today uh, to be able to talk to you about just why this is going to be so important and talking about it directly from a place that is going to be pivotal in this election and and going to be kind of moving the needle in in big ways so with that said uh please help me welcome to the show head and ceo of the new georgia project Insay ufat and the head of the ga uh extension of all voting is local we have aklima kondoker thank you both for coming through today and and rock with me on the show super excited to have you both here today uh how you doing uh, I'm hanging in there, buddy. Uh, again, uh, this conversation is definitely brought to you by caffeine and sugar uh, and nervous energy and anticipation. Um, regime change energy, big regime change energy. <laughs> so I, mean, I'm, I mean, we got we to make it happen. We got to see how, how it's going to go. Klima, how are you doing? How's everything holding up? Ooh, I'm here. That's it. I, I can co-sign everything <laughs> that Insay has just said. We are hanging in there and we are just existing fluidly in anticipation for what's going to come in six days. So we here. We're for this. Let's see. Uh, yeah, it is. It is going to be, of course, a very, very interesting <clears throat> election. We have seen lots of energy in 2020 move in multiple ways. I talked about a little bit before we jumped on the show with the Klima saying there was a starburst of energy uh, that, that we've seen in the world. Uh, and, and, and she refrained with, yeah, you know, if we can taste the rainbow and get some wins, it'll be fantastic. And <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, hey. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. So, so I, I am extremely happy to have you both here um, for multiple reasons. One, um, you know, our audience is super, super in tune with the political energy that's happening right now. You know, we 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 raise our SW uh, SJW flag very, very high here in Bricago, uh because we have to make sure that you know we are pushing forward with all the things that we possibly can do. Um, you know, we had a we had a wonderful time having you on the show a couple of months ago uh, in say when. 
you know, everything kind of popped off and we had a lot of the civil unrest happening. We had our lesson in blackness episode prior to you coming on. And then, you know, to bookend that conversation about, you know, moving forward and making things happen. We had you and a couple of other amazing folks talk about the activist layer of all of this and why it's important to be active in the space and, and doing that work. Um, for the folks who don't know about NGP, you know, let them know exactly you kind of some of the stuff that you're working on, you know, a little bit of your background uh, about, you know, how you got into the space. And, and again, why this stuff is so important, uh, especially during this election. Yeah. So, I mean, um, my name is Ense Ufad. Um, I was born by a river in a little tent. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Uh, so, listen, um I run an organization called the New Georgia Project. We're probably best known for our large scale voter registration work. Um, We've registered half a million black and brown folks uh, in all 159 of Georgia's counties. And the idea is that it's important. um, We want to change the culture of civic engagement. We want to change the culture of politics. I think that conventional wisdom will tell you that there are red states and there are blue states and that most of the South are red states. And that could not be further from the truth. Um, Georgia is going to be the first state in the deep South with a white minority in four years five years tops, there's going to be a plurality, right? So Georgia's going to be a multiracial, multi-ethnic, multilingual plurality. White people will not be the majority. And the question then becomes, um, what does policymaking in our state look like? What does the minimum wage look like? What does the role of police look like um, in this world where people of color are the majority? Um, and so uh, we happen to believe, we don't believe that demographics automatically equal destiny. You can be a place like Mississippi, or you could be a place like, um, you can be a place like Texas, where it's clearly majority people of color and still um, there's a pale, male, stale minority that has an outsized influence on our politics and our policies. Um, and so, yeah, and or you could be California, right? Where there's also a people of color majority. Um, and I'm not saying that California is perfect, so calm down, left coast, uh, <laughs> right? Like there's still work to happen, there's still work to be done. Um, but Georgia literally is at the place right now where we are charting our future. So we're headed towards a majority people of color. Are we gonna be more like Texas or are we gonna be more like California? California. Like it's literally the fight for Georgia's future and the future of the South happening right now. Yeah. I mean, that was a mouthful and a half. <laughs> you talked about having some caffeine in your body. That was, that was some good shit right there. And, uh, but I appreciate that. I mean, again, it's, you know, it's one of the reasons why, you know, having both of you on was so important because, you know, there's so many conversations around, you know, everyone right now is hot about the Electoral College. Everyone understands what's happening in this space because of all the things that we're seeing from this administration and how they're kind of pushing against and not necessarily pushing against. They're pushing for the Electoral College to work in the ways that it works in, in all those nefarious ways. Um, Aklima, I'm, I'm, I'm curious about your thoughts about. You know, not only, again, you know, bookending what what Insight said about why Georgia is important, but giving folks at home a little bit of information about uh, all voting is local as well. 
Absolutely. So my name is Akleema Kadoker. I'm the Georgia State Director for All Voting is Local, a campaign housed at the Leadership Conference, Education Funds, and the Leadership Conference on Civil and Human Rights. Speaking of a mouthful. So the work that we are dedicated to doing here in the state is to breaking down barriers to the ballot. I think a lot of people, when we think about barriers, we think about old school, we think about counting bubbles on a bar of soap. We think about um, trying to guess how many marbles are in a jar. We think about people coming out with hoses. We think about really big things that form a physical barrier from accessing the ballot. What we don't necessarily think about are critical election administration issues that make it more difficult for people to vote. So a big part of our focus is to make sure that we can uh, reduce wait time on these long lines that we see where people are waiting in the rain, people are waiting five, six, seven, eight, ten. 11 hours to cast their ballots. And during a pandemic, voting during this time, we know is especially challenging, but people need more options to access vote by mail or absentee voting. And so one of the things that George is doing for the very first time is ballot drop boxes. So part of our work is to ensure that we have drop boxes in more places. We have 159 counties in the state. We have drop boxes, thankfully, in more places. I think we're just missing them in about 30 counties. But that is a big undertaking to do because, number one, people don't necessarily know what it means to have a barrier to the ballot. People don't necessarily know that early voting is happening right now. So there is an opportunity for you to cast your ballot early so you don't have to stand in line and sacrifice time with your family, sacrifice a meal, sacrifice an appointment, sacrifice all of these things just to cast your ballot. It should be a more streamlined approach and we need to have more mechanisms in place to allow people to cast their ballots effectively. So that is one point where we are working very hard to make sure that more people, especially during this pandemic, have that option because that's so very important. Barriers to the ballot look like a lot of different things. It looks like broken down machines. It looks like those long lines I keep talking about. It looks like not having a postal service in place to actually send your ballot to. It looks like your Secretary of State's office not paying for postage for you to send back your ballot or your ballot application. Just saying, it looks like a lot of different things that I think voters and citizens in general don't necessarily think about and navigate through and then know how to navigate through because it's murky business and it's intentional. That's another place where barriers lie, where facts and information are not clear for voters or for the population. I want to dig into a little bit of that. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. You're finishing your last thought. That was it. I mean, you 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 killed that part. That was that was exactly what we needed to hear in in the, in the chat and in, in the world. Um, I, I want to talk about that one-two punch, right? Because I feel like, the, of course, the Trump administration is kind of, you know, definitely leaning into the one-two punch of misinformation and voter disenfranchisement in ways that we've never seen before. Not at this scale. It feels like the the the, the most bugged out thing to me is not the fact that we that this is new. It's the fact that it's so open and so blatant. And it's out on Front Street in a way that I've never seen before in my life. For so, go ahead, listen, go ahead. I mean, so you strike me as like a lovely human being and probably a fantastic person to date and partner with, right? But if you've ever had someone that was about to get dumped and they knew it, right? Or somebody that was about to get fired from their job and they knew it and people are like biding their time, just waiting their time. And then they start being assholes, right? Like 
stealing office supplies, coming to work late, leaving early, not caring what they're wearing, right? It's just because the like in the back of their mind, they know that they're about to get canceled, right? That is what conservatives, particularly conservative Republicans, are. That's how they're behaving behaving right now. That in a marketplace of ideas and. New Georgia Project, I should say, is aggressively nonpartisan, right, as an organization. And say UFAD is not, right? (laughs) Um, And so in the marketplace of ideas, fewer and fewer people are buying what they're selling. And the only way for them to continue to maintain power is to cheat, is -hmm. to steal elections. Like, this is it. That's the tweet. That's the strategy. It's to treat, burn it down. What? Guess what? I'm about to beat you in checkers, cousin Khalif, and you mad about it and you're flipping over the board, right? Like that is what we are witnessing right now. A systematic flipping of the board, like trying to destroy our elections infrastructure because they cannot win in a straight up squared off fight. It is mm. it is wild. Can, can I just- yeah, please, Can please. I just add a little, a little cosign to what MC said. So not only, first of all, I love everything you say, but anyway, not only just this is about to lose, so I'm flipping the board over. Again, all voting is local in a leadership conference are nonpartisan organizations. <laughs> just, just saying that. Mm-hmm. But in this hypothetical realm, this is also a lot like an abusive relationship. This is a lot like trying to force the person to stay by giving them misinformation, by lowering your your the way that you consider them, by making them feel like they are powerless to escape you, that they need you in order for their own survival. That is a lot like what this feels like. And for a lot of people out here who are feeling the pressure of this pandemic and all of the consequences of this pandemic for their children, for their loved ones, for their jobs, for their livelihoods, for their life as they know it, I think that this is a lot for people to grapple with and that people feel really powerless and there are powers right now that are capitalizing off of that moment and really engaged and leaned into pushing people down and making them feel that there is only one way that things ought to go for there to be salvation. And we know from abusive relationships, that's not ju- that's not true. That's just a part of the playbook to keep you where you are at because you feel powerless to go anywhere else. Yeah, I mean, you both nailed it, of course, as usual. I mean, it, it, the thing that always comes back into my mind is, is, is a, a couple of things. One, the American dream and how we've been sold that as a bunch of different versions of things that I would probably say that would get me cut off of Twitch. Um, but malarkey, malarkey um, gook. Uh, it's, but, but you have that you have that uh, connection, you know, layered on top of the the cake of American exceptionalism that we continuously sell to everyone else, but we don't really live that out in in, in bigger ways, and especially this administration with, with with the bootlegness that they have been putting out into the world in multiple different ways, which has been really, really just like confounding in so many different ways. I guess for me, the you know, the bridge to that part of the conversation that I want to ask a question towards is for the constituents that you're seeing and you're, and you're working with currently. You know, you, we have a lot of us who are, are full of good energy, who want to see things change and move, move the needle in, in ways that not even are revolutionary in the ways that we would think they are. But these, this is very much a, you know, 
we have to get things back to a stable condition, you know, like the EKG is way fucked up right now in the way that it's working. Um, and, and getting back to a place of stability seems like a thing that a lot of people want. But I think the question I have for you is for the folks who are on the periphery, the ones that you that, that are still trying to be reached in those ways um, that may not necessarily rock with the message that both of your orgs are, are putting out in the world. Is, is there even space to even try to navigate with those folks at this point? Because we always know that the internal conversation that we see people have about, you know, those factions of folks are being like, well, those people over there are stealing welfare when you know that white people are the ones who are usually on welfare and they have the heart, the, the, the largest numbers in, in those spaces. The, you know, going back to that conversation about disinformation, how are you bridging some of those gaps for the folks that you have the closest proximity to? I'll start with you, Aklima, on that one. Mm. So a good way to bridge is, number one, to acknowledge where people are in this moment and to try, or not even just try, but not to demonize anyone, because yeah. I think that's number one. The differing views are more than differing views. They, they are now life and death and consequential. So it's not just a matter of, I think this because of where my political leanings are, or I think this because of my community, I think this because of my upbringing and because of ideologies that I want to hold so close that I am unwilling to understand something else. So that is something that always has to come into the conversation, that the people here that we're communicating with are working with a different set of ideas. And in order to get through, we have to find a place for them to understand that we are unified in what we're doing. We're all trying to come together. I'm not going to say that's not challenging because it certainly is, but what I like to lean on are facts. Facts are facts. History can absolutely be repeated, but you cannot rewrite it. And so we are where we are right now because we know the United States has adopted supremacist values from it since its founding, and we have continued a lot of those values moving forward. And so a lot of these difficulties and how we wrangle our messaging comes from that history and that past. And so that is a good way for me, at least to ground where we are, because we have come from there and acknowledging that not allowing um, not allowing any space for us to brush that off, because I think that's a big part of it. I think in all of this rhetoric, this misinformation, these counter messages that you're talking about, these statistics, uh, black v. white folks on welfare, that all comes from a retelling of history. That all comes from trying to understand things in a way to make your ideology work for you. Well, we don't accept that, period. We want to make very clear we are here because of this, and this is how we get out of it. And so that is where we come from. And in order for us to push forward, what we need is unifying through our communities. And that is what we try to push, where we are dismantling barriers to the vote. We know that happens traditionally in black and brown communities, because guess what? That is where ballot suppression happens historically. That is where we are, that's where we are from. But moving forward, when we are making sure that we have policies and practices in place to give everyone the right to vote, we make that welcoming and understood that this right to vote, this act Access to the ballot affects us all. It is for all of us. And the benefit to being able to access that right is beneficial to us all. Now, I'm not going to say that, that that methodology and messaging always gets through. But what I will say is it bends ears a lot better because we are acknowledging that there's historical significance to this, of which you cannot hide from. You may want to change it up. You may want to tie it up to other things. We know that's where you're coming from. But 
that is not fact. But then number two, this is beneficial to us all. So if we can lean on that, if we can understand that our sense of community, our lives, our very existence requires our cooperation within our democracy, then we can at least get to a closer place where we can all participate together and have a better place in which to live. Fantastic. Insight, what are your thoughts about that? I mean, <sighs> so many thoughts. I'll start here. Um, you know, we are clear about who we do this for, right? Mm. So when people talk about the New Georgia Project and its work, right, like we are an organization of Black, Latinx, Asian American, Pacific Islander, queer folks, women and femmes, and people under the age of 30. They let me hang out because I'm definitely over 30. Because <laughs> I, I cut checks. <laughs> so they let me come to the meetings. Um, and we're super clear about it that like centering their hopes, their aspirations for themselves, for their families and their communities is why we do what we do. And so what I will say is to those who don't share our values, that we are committed to building a bigger we, right? And we the people, we are committed to being a political home where all of our members are affirmed and they see themselves. And so we will, we got all of the on-ramps that one could possibly think of, but like ain't no meeting in the middle with white supremacists. There's no meeting in the middle with homophobia, right? Like, like we will, we work to change hearts, change minds, right? Change culture, change narrative, um, which is why I'm really excited about Switch the Vote um, and the work that we're doing. Um, but changing culture, right? Uh, so Abraham Lincoln wasn't an abolitionist, right? Lyndon Baines Johnson wasn't a part of the civil rights movement, right? Like they responded to public pressure. They responded to a change in culture. Like Obama had to be organized into making marriage equality a thing, right? We've always had to shift power. And so instead of keep continuing to meet in the middle, meet in the middle, meet in the middle, while they continue to change. Um, are you all familiar with Overton's window? Mm -hmm. So the idea that like they keep shifting the center and if we keep trying to meet in the middle, we will all be all the way over to the right eventually. And so I think with the New Georgia Project, our, you know, approach, our, you know, theory of change, our ethos is we plant our feet on solid ground, we flex our knees, right? But that we know where the where our line is and we're working to bring people over to our side. We're working to create tons of ramps. I remember in the like early aughts, late 90s where like, you know, it, we call it woke now, but then it was like conscious. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. People like conscious. Y'all remember that? Oh, yeah. Um, I have my medallion. And, my fist medallion. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, but the, those people also were not fun at parties. They were not and, like, fun. They, and they were definitely not talking about video games, right? And so <laughs> the idea is, and they definitely would not get on TikTok and do a West Poppin' remix, uh, giving you auntie bars, right? <laughs> um, so... 
we want to build a bigger we um, and maintain our integrity and speak truth to power. So we're not moving our point. We're not meeting nobody in the middle. But what we are saying is that there are tons of ways that you can get involved with us and how we get down in the work we do. We got a campaign called Oasis, Our Aging Seniors in Society. There are some woke as fuck 70 year olds that are looking for a political home that want to get down, that want to knock on doors, that want to talk trash, right? Um, that want to build a better Georgia. We have um, the AYG, the Agenda for Young Georgians. And that's because only 25% of Americans have bachelor's degrees. So when people are often talking about youth organizing, they're really talking about campus organizing. And we want to talk to the 21-year-olds who got a baby, right? And are, you know, working on building a business and doing ride share on the side, right? That those people need a political home too. Um, And so that's how we close that gap. Um, That's how we build a bigger we without losing who we, losing the us. I, I love that. And I want to hang out with yeah. all those those seventy woke folks, those all those seventies <laughs> year old woke folks, because they are the best. They, they will are. tell you everything that you need to know right. and the stuff you didn't want to know. Right. Uh, uh, I stay stay getting roasted. They stay telling us they're like we wouldn't have survived the sixties civil rights movement, and I'm like, but like you stay getting locked out of your email, so. <laughs> Isn't that the isn't that the beauty of, of 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 how all of this works, right? When you have a real coalition like this, where it's just like, yo, you wouldn't have been able to deal with getting hit with a hose, but I'm like, yeah. Also, your phone is about twice as big as mine, and you can't see the big It's fine, but but I, they I mean, took I mean, your driver's license. Yeah, yeah right. But, but but I think that that's the beauty of again, like this kind of work, right? Which is that you get to build these folks into and, and it's not even building them into they have already been there they're looking for other things to then use that energy that they did they kind of lost and put it and reinvigorate it into other people and especially into young folks which i think is especially brilliant and needed and necessary in in the ways that we do stuff i want to i want to pivot to uh twitch the vote in a second but i think before we do i i, I definitely want to talk about a couple of quick things that just happened that i think are are, are fairly important and i think is you know, kind of has scared the shit out of me a little bit in the past 48 to 72 hours, right? So you have uh, Amy Barrett, who has been put on the Supreme Court, which made me drink heavily, uh, which made me drink a lot in the past 72 hours in a real way. Um, And you've had, uh, uh, I forgot, what's his face, Uh, who who switched up everything in in Wisconsin around ballots coming in after Election Day. you know, we talk about, again, everything is local, how all those things kind of, you know, in, 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 in impose themselves on people in spaces that they don't necessarily think about. I want to talk a little bit about, you know, how that is going to be a huge part of, you know, moving things forward in a reasonable way and what we should do as a, as a, a constituency to kind of help push past that and, and figure out ways that we can work against that if the Democrats get off their butt. And also what happens then 
um, with the energy uh, in Georgia in that way? And what, you know, what how's that going to affect things specifically in the state that you're in with some of the things that are going to be on the books, some of the laws that are going to be talked about in in those spaces too? Um, Aklima, any 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 thoughts about you know what's going to be happening in those spaces when we see conversations around the Supreme Court and and how things are going to be changing in those ways? Well, some of the concerns when it comes to voting rights is, well, how are we going to get um, effective eyes on issues that are really affecting the way that people vote? Because as it is right now, we know that, for example, in the state of Georgia, we we, we consistently are litigating issues that are suppressive to the vote. And when we do that, and we're doing that in district court, we're doing that in the 11th Circuit Court. We know that when we are moving in that direction, that then the next step would be the Supreme Court. We know that when we have more conservatives in our courts, we know that there is a leaning towards um, stare decisis, previous precedent, what have we done before? Let's really lean into that. Those different things that I talked about that are actually born from supremacy. But we know when it's less conservative leaning, there's more of a focus on the facts, what the evidence will provide, and the different ways that we can make adjustments so that we have a more progressive system so that more people have access. So I think one of the concerns that we have right now is how do we gather evidence and facts should something go down that we have to go to the courts for. I think right now there is an avoidance for that. One of the things that we are concerned about is in the state of Georgia, a lot of times our polls open later than 7 a.m. on election day. They should be open from 7 to 7. And what happens is when they open at 10, we are filing paperwork so that we can keep them open longer. So what does that mean when we're getting messaging from the top that the federal government is trying to have a chokehold on our elections and how they are run. That means that now advocates that have a typical way of doing things, rapid response in real time, now cannot be as nimble as they normally are. And the outgrowth of that are now voters are suffering, communities are suffering because they don't have that additional muscle to kind of help them through this process so they have that access to the ballot. So these are real concerns that we're grappling with. But for voters, Don't fret when you hear that. Come up with your voting plan and please intend to show up. If you happen to be in a place that does offer early voting, if that option is available to you, please take it. Think of November 3rd. Think of Tuesday as your last opportunity to cast your ballot. Do not think of it as the only one. Most of our states have early voting. In the state of Georgia, you have until Friday to do that. If you reside in the state with vote by mail and absentee voting, Please use that option if you are able, if you are comfortable doing that, because your vote counts and it still matters. So my number one thing to voters is do not be deterred, do not be discouraged. Is this hard? It absolutely is, but it's also intentional. Think about why that's intentional. It's because your vote is powerful. It's because it will force the powers that be, including the Supreme Court, including the 11th Circuit judges, including all of these people, to rethink the way they are deciding critical policy that involves your community. So show up, stand up, and show them that you are present in this process and you're not going to allow them to do things behind the scenes to dampen your experience while voting. So show up, please. Yeah. And say, and say thoughts about, about all that stuff, <laughs> all that kind of comes together. Oh, it looks like we might've lost Insight. All right. We're going to, we're going to keep, keep going in, until she gets back in. Um, yeah, I think, oh, there you go. We got you back. Hey, I'm yeah, back. There you go. The internet was internet. trying to keep us down. I seen it. Hey, hey. 
Hey, Hayden, uh, I was I was asking you, you know, uh, right before uh, froze for a second. You know, what are your thoughts about you know some of the stuff that Aklima was talking about in terms of, you know, again, we see all these things that are going to be put in into play. Uh, we have a lot of energy that's going to be happening towards the, you know, towards election day in that specific uh, respect. You know, how are we going to try to figure out ways to, to to kind of amass all the other things we need to do, especially when you have so many things directly kind of touching, you know, your state with the Supreme Court and all the things that are going to be coming up in that spec. This is not gas. This is not smoke. This is not hyperbole. Georgia voters are the key to saving our democracy, period, point blank. And there is no group of voters that is more essential to the electoral outcomes in Georgia than Black folks. Ergo, Black people in Georgia are literally the key to saving our democracy. Why do I say that? Democrats need four seats in order to gain control of the United States Senate. Georgia has two U.S. Senate seats on the ballot this year because of an early retirement, right? Like control of the Senate means um, control of confirmation of these federal court judges, right? And so Aklima can tell you better than anyone on this call, the 11th Circuit appeals court are some haters, right? And it's full of people who don't want black folks to vote and they don't hide it and their decisions support it. So like, you know, come at me if you want to. Um, And so one, um, which also means that the uh, elections in Georgia, this particular cycle are of, are are a national, are a national security interest, Mm. right? Because, um, you know, the chatter about right wing militias has sort of been elevated from just chatter, like plans have been confirmed. Um, so there's that. I mean, they legit tried the cap, kidnapped the governor of Michigan. Wow. Right. Um, so. Four seats to gain control of the United States Senate. Um, obviously, like it looks like the Democrats will gain control of the House. Who knows what will happen with the White House? But we might find ourselves in a constitutional crisis. Um, so for people who don't remember Bush versus Gore in the year 2000 and whether or not every vote got counted and the Supreme Court stepping in and saying, mm, you can stop counting right now, right? And they just happened to stop counting when George Bush got a lead, right? So <clears throat> we legit could find ourselves in that situation again. Um, and, and again, because we live in this sort of sophisticated uh, system of government where you got the judicial branch, you have the legislative branch with the House and Senate, and then you have the administrative branch with the White House. Like that is the balance of powers. That is the sort of checks and balances. And so if the if the Supreme Court is going to be completely unaccountable and the White House is going to be unaccountable, then all we have is basically people power, like feet in these streets and the legislative branch. Branch, right. Um, and it it's going to be more and more and more important. Um, and that is why, like having overwhelming participation in Georgia's elections, particularly among young people and people of color is super important because we have 
leadership that has demonstrated that they do not care about protecting the vote. And the only thing that we are going to be able to do to ensure that the will of the people is reflected in the results of our elections is to make sure that people turn out in historic numbers. And we've been seeing that every single day since early voting started on October 12th. So, I mean, first of all, what I also now know is that we, you and I, Khalif, could be Supreme Court judges, right? Because <laughs> Amy Barrett ain't never, ever tried a case, right? Like, I am floored. Or, not has never tried a case, but like... Not as not she's she, never gone before the Supreme Court? <laughs> she's never argued before the Supreme Court, right? Like, I... The, here's the thing. Um, and I, I don't know if you all suffer from that, but like as organizers and as people, as you know, social entrepreneurs, as people that are like building something from nothing, there are a lot of times where like I float ideas out and I'm like, like to see how it lands, to see how other people like respond to it. I mean, like talking about gaming and voting and like trying to marry that like that wasn't like people weren't embracing that idea with open arms right originally so um so i struck with imposter syndrome a lot right mm. like should i be here should i be in this room oh my god they invited me to this zoom like oh my god spawn on me invited me to like they they wanted me back word i'm rolling right um I don't know if we should not be like literally look at Amy Barrett, <laughs> like literally like the most mediocre of mediocre white folks. And like now is on the mm. highest court. I went, a lifetime appointment too, fam. Like there's nothing that you can do to get rid of her. No, nope. nothing. No, nope. it is the wildest but, shit I've seen in a very long time. To the point, to the point where I was just like, people were just like dumbfounded and, and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and I was like, yo, 2020, if, if 2020 hasn't told you that you need to shoot your shot, come on, then come I don't on. know what has told you not to shoot your shot in that way. I remember during the confirmations, I sat there and in, in, in just like dumbfounded it with my hand, my head in my hands saying, I've never seen someone who is supposed to know so much shit not know so much shit in my life i'm just like how fam like how there was my houseway moment for sure was just like i don't understand how they put you in this room besides you knew somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody there there you go the system was meant for her to elevate to where she is how about that how about the system is structured in a way to where people who look like her, who are from where they, where she is from, can ascend to this position with that minimal effort and minimal qualifications. And so this is why it's so very important for people to participate, because if that is a problem, if you are outraged about that, if that doesn't make any sense, well, hey, this is why. So here's what we have to do. We have to do what we can to change it now. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you in that respect. And again, it, it is it is one of the wildest things I've ever seen in, in this life when it comes to as a, as a person who is fairly like feels like they're politically savvy and, and, and is paying attention to stuff. Right. I right. just saw all this happen before my eyes and I was like, this is really going to happen in a wild way. Um, and, and it moves all that kind of stuff. I think um, 
in terms of that, I think in terms of, again, people power and in terms of trying to figure out ways that we can galvanize all the folks we have in our, in our coalitions, um, I'm super excited to talk about Twitch the Vote because Twitch the Vote is going to be something that, you know, again, you know, we've had smidges of this conversation in a real way. We've seen, you know, Bernie Sanders for a small period of time jump on Twitch and, and start to do some work there. We had a, a record-breaking uh, stream the other day with with um, AOC jumping on with some folks who had no idea what politics were, uh, which was actually really interesting. Um, I'm not salty. Did about you that watch either. it? Did you watch it? I, here's the here's the weird thing. Keep I, it a buck. I'm gonna keep it a buck. I'm okay. dying to get AOC on this show because I know she's a gamer. Because I'm because we're both from the Bronx, we have things to talk about, right? Right. I was sad and upset because besides Hassan Piker on the show, no, the, the interesting thing about this was there is a weird taboo about talking about politics on Twitch. It is a thing that everyone will put. There's a small thing that pops up on your screen as soon as you join someone's channel for the first time. And it has a little has this little set of rules that you put in. That's like, you know, here are the things that don't fly in my channel. 99.95% of that will say no conversations about politics in here. Because most people feel like it's a thing that they don't want to jump on. They don't want to have the, the language to talk about. Or they just don't want to deal with the smoke, right? Right. Spawn on me is not that place. We do that. It is yeah. not in our list. It has never been in our list. It will never be in our list to have that part of the conversation because it's fucking stupid. Right. But it was really interesting to see again how that thing kind of coalesced in real time. And for me, I was super disappointed because I was like, we have a person who is in tune with a demographic that we need to be as politically active as possible. We need all these cats who are on Twitch. Twitch trends 12 to 35 is the is the gambit, is, is the big gap of people who we have on this platform that is the majority of those folks. And yeah. to have the ear of 450,000 people, and of course they had that conversation in the beginning. They talked about it a little bit. And Hassan was kind of the, the, the kind of person who had that with them. But like the rest of the folks who were in that conversation with them and playing during that conversation don't do that work and they don't try to do that work. They are actively avoiding that work because they know that their audiences aren't able to grok it in a way that will continue to keep those people coming. They will lose followers if they start talking about politics in that way. So that being said. But like, but it's AOC though. But here's the thing. Right, everyone ha everyone chases clout. Right, you know what I mean. Like I, the thing, the thing that I, the, my biggest takeaway from all of that was, their management is fucking good. Their management is amazing because yeah. she put out that she put out that flag, and people jumped on it who would never say a thing about politics. They'll never say a thing about white supremacy, misogyny, any of that stuff on their channels. But they ran to go hang out with AOC because they knew that the numbers are coming and it'll be on a, on a, on a big stream. Yeah. Those folks are big streamers already, which was another reason why I was like, this serves no one. Mm -hmm. And the other angle to that, that I'm a really, now I'm, now I'm in my bag. The other part of that that made me real mad was the fact that the gaming media jumped in on this conversation and made it seem like it was the second coming of Christ. Same. And, made it, and made it seem like this was going to be the thing that moved political conversation 
in a, in a, in a real way on Twitch. The next show that we did, I was like, y'all are gassing this in a way that's not really that hot. I love yeah. her. I think she's fucking brilliant. I'm dying to have those conversations in a real way, the way we're having them now on our show right, right now, the way we're having those conversations with her. But I, right. but I, but I, but I understand you know, how the, the minutia works and how all those things kind of work. And it's not her fault. She did what she was supposed to do. All those other folks were fronting real hard. That's what that means. Right, right. So I'm like, don't front like y'all about to be about that life, about talking about politics in a real way. Cause you ain't the ones getting death threats in your DMs like I am. That ain't happening. Oh yeah, for a while, I think she, it's close. I think you're close. Yeah. I feel like you're close. We'll see. I mean, again, like I don't, I don't fault her for for doing what she's supposed to do. She, in the same way that we're going to be doing this wonderful work on election day with, with Twitch the vote, we need all of you at home to be participatory in this. We need all of your energy to be in here in a real way because I am scared <laughs> about the next four years. I was scared yeah. about the previous four, the conversation around uh, um, uh, elections having consequences, which we all told y'all. This is all this is all the brown people looking around at each other like we done told y'all about all the stuff <laughs> that was supposed to happen because we done right. seen it before. We have always been the canaries in the coal mine, right? Come on. So that conversation being what it was, I am infinitely more worried about this one because we've already seen the hand that has been played. And once you double down and you have the double you have the ability to do it again, you give no fucks about reelection. There's no reason to worry about reelection when you ain't, you can't get reelected if you decide to leave. Right. Right. So right. again, this is all about you know the energy that we need from all of you at home. This is the reason why Insane and Clean have been doing this work for so long and been building all these coalitions and building organizations that look out for us in these ways and push the envelope in ways that are smart and brilliant and do all this work because we need this to be what it is. And Twitch is a perfect place to do that work. I think Twitch is a fantastic place to have those conversations in a real way. Um, and with that said, I'm going to play a quick trailer for what we're going to do on November 3rd on Election Day. Take a quick look at this. excited to share that we'll be working with these wonderful folks that we're rocking with today to bring to, to, bring to you Twitch the Vote on November 3rd on Election Day from 10 a.m. Eastern to 10 p.m. Eastern. We're going to be going for 12 hours straight doing a fantastic, fantastic event to get all of you off your booties and to get out and go out there and go vote because we need you in ways that we've never had before. Uh, I will say all of that stuff is going to be here on the Swan Me channel. So you'll be able to see all of that here exclusively on our channel. Uh, we're going to be working with these wonderful folks. So I'm, so I'm super excited to talk about that in a real way. Um, Insight, I'm, I'm curious about the concept for this. And, and, and Aklima, jump in when you feel, when you feel ready. I, I want to hear why this is important. I want to hear why you know making this jump with this audience, this demographic, is that important? Um, go on, Aklima. I'm going to let you start. 
Okay, so so this is so important because number one, gamers are into comp being competitive, being cooperative, being deliberate, and having momentum and keeping that momentum over time. That is just what is required whenever you're playing. I know I've tried to play Rocket League and I've been like, those are really cool tricks. Where's my 16-bit Sega Genesis? I feel better with Sonic the Hedgehog. I just don't feel safe. But hey, I'm just saying, I can stay where I can play and, and find my levels of comfort there. But the point is, I keep going back. I was introduced to gaming when I was like nine. So I keep going back because I think that is just the energy that gamers have. The energy that gamers have is to stick with it, to push forward, and to find ways to make it better and to be cooperative. And so that is the spirit of the voter. And I think it is really unreasonable that we haven't tried to connect with the gaming community in this way in the past, especially during a pandemic. Everybody right now is before a computer screen. There used to be a subculture of watching PewDiePie on YouTube shoot things up and make comments. That was something that existed for other people who were in that world. But guess what? We are all in this world together. We're in this moment together. We can get on board with what the gamers do. You don't have to be whatever with Rocket League. As you can tell, I'm a little bit bitter because I can't get the buttons to do what I need them to do. But you don't have to be that. You can find your space elsewhere, whether it be 16-bit Sega, if that's where you are at. The point to that is, it doesn't matter how proficient you are, yay or nay, there is a space for you in our democracy, just like there's a space for you to game. And I think we are all in this together. And the more we can elevate that spirit through our elections, that demographic that you mentioned, that 12 to 35, that demographic is our future. These are the people who are bringing the momentum that they dedicate to winning every single time they hop on their system, be it Xbox or PS4, shout out to PS4, just saying. Um, I think that that is, is necessary for us to tap into, for us to connect with. I think that voting is about community and it's unreasonable that we haven't thought about this sooner to build that up within that community. So that is the spirit of Switch the vote, elevating community, bringing the spirit of gaming to our democracy because we all need to be a part of this process together. And say, before you talk about, you know, why it's important, I want you to, to, to bookend it at the end and talk about who are some of the folks that's going to be rocking with us during the event? Because I feel for the folks at home who need to know, uh oh, the, uh -oh, the bogle fingers are out. The bogle fingers have come out. It is big. It is for real, for real in the space. But talk talk about why it's important, and then share with the folks at home. You know, some of the dope folks they're going to be rocking with in a big way. I'll be brief. I mean, uh, all organizing is science fiction, right? <laughs> um, ultimately, like as community organizers, as electoral organizers, we have maintained the position that um, we are fighting for, voting for, organizing for a world that currently only exists in our heads, right? Like there was a time where interracial marriage was illegal. There was a time where um, women voting was illegal. It wasn't a thing, but people had a vision of a world where we could do it, where it was a thing, and then they pushed for it, and then they fought for it. And I feel like gamers, more than anyone, um, sort of know and understand what it's like to be world builders, right? Like mm. to build a world, to fight in a world that, you know, does is might be separate from the world that you're currently in, right? And so I will say that that is our organizing theory. That's why we host the game jams that we do. That's why we build our own video games. That's why we like try to hold down that intersection of gaming and voting. 
Now, for Tuesday, November 3rd. No, I'm so excited. I'm so excited because what diversity of voices, the number of people that are going to show up in this moment really speaks to how clear everyone is or how clear a lot of us are in this moment that we want everyone to vote, period, full stop, right? So um Luol Mayan right one of my faves right yeah, um I I'm sorry I can't think of the name of his company um uh, but oh, CNN uh, person of the year Junub I'm saying Junub yeah I think so. um, CNN person of the year lived in a refugee camp for 22 years, built video games that are designed to tell the refugee story before he even played his first game, right? Like the talk about creating a world that does that only exists in your mind, right? We got uh Tina Knowles, uh Beyonce mama. <laughs> like I'm so excited. Like talking about like the multi-generational thing, right? Talking about across the South and the new South and the new South rising. Um we have uh Dr. May Jameson. Mm. Like my nerd girl heart almost exploded, right? Again, like, like she went to space, y'all. We in full stop. You know, Trump card, but not only that, but she's also getting like millions and millions of dollars from NASA to like solve some of the Earth's some of the world's biggest problems. Mm. And so as we start talking about voter suppression, the attacks on our democracy, the potential rise of fascism, right? Like I definitely want to get into it with somebody whose whole job it is, is to try to help us think about how to solve the world's biggest problems, right? Um, I saw a clip earlier today with Manny Fresh, mm-hmm. right? On the wheels of steel. So like May Jameson and Manny Fresh on the Spawn on Me channel. Like I'm just saying, who does that? We do that. Madness. <laughs> we do that. We do, we do that. that. Uh, uh, currency, currency spitter, right? Like again, I am, you know, an obsessive hip hop fan. I'm gonna calm it down. Um, like I said, I'm. I, the older I get, the more I recognize that nobody wants these auntie bars. And I just saw the 40-year-old version, which is fantastic. Yes. And I was like, oh, is that what I look like when I'm trying to run? Okay, maybe not. Maybe I will just, you know, stick to these these op-eds. But it is truly a multi-generational, multi-ethnic celebration. So... I'm talking about uh, from your favorite rapper's favorite rapper uh, to your favorite R&B singer's mama uh, to your favorite black lady astronaut. Maybe the only one that's on this race. I don't know. I'm I need saying. to double check. <laughs> um, like our people are going to show up, um, and I think part of it is because uh, you know we've been doing we've been before we launched any of this right. Tons of researchers. Like, that is who we are. That's what we do. Um, Over half of gamers are women, Mm -hmm. right? Like, we don't talk about that. Now, they play different types of games. Like, there is definitely a gender lens for the type of games. But 50% of gamers are women, period, full stop, right? Um, You know, uh, 
80% of black men and Latinx men identify as gamers. I think men call themselves gamers, even though people play games, men are quicker to embrace the label, right? Um, So I think, you know, 75% of U.S. households have someone in the household who plays more than two video games a week, two hours of games a week. And so if you're going to meet people where they are, Right. You absolutely need to be on Twitch. You absolutely need to be figuring out how to buy games. Like it's one thing like I've we're a nonprofit. We're nonprofits. So like I'll probably never be able to advertise in like the free version of Candy Crush. Right. I'll never be. But we can build our own games and do our own in-game advertising. Right. Um, And so like what does it look like again to really meet people where they are in like a non-whack way? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's just a small taste of some of the dope folks that's going to be rocking with us during during the show. Um, I'll, I may make an appearance here or there up in there at some point. Uh, I, I know the fam uh, Malik Forte will be rocking with us as well. Uh, Aaron, yeah. Aaron A. Uh, Simon will be rocking with us again, who I love and is, who's brilliant and fantastic. Um, and we got some other surprises that are coming through Keep as well. Keisha and Keisha. Oh God, I love Keisha. Keisha is, you know, Keisha Howard again, a black, black in gaming award winner. Keisha Howard, uh, is going to be rocking, uh, as well during the streams again, you know, I, I run that piece of, of video every show and it has that part in it that says the black fist spawn on me. We are the culture. This is a part of that. This is a part of that conversation. Again, when we talk about this in a real comprehensive way, partnering with, with, with folks like Insay and Aklima and, and the organizations that they do this work with, there are no other gaming podcasts that are doing this work. We're the only ones doing this work in this way. Uh, so when people front on us and be like, yo, well, y'all ain't doing nothing. I got small numbers. I don't know what y'all be doing. This is what we do. This is the work that we do because we partner with wonderful folks who are, who are making it happen in big ways. Um, I want to say again, thank you both for continuing to to do this work. I think it is extremely important to 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 remember that it's not easy uh, to to put yourselves out there in this way. It is difficult to put yourselves in positions where you know this very difficult, hard uh, work where you have to put your mind, body, heart, and soul into you know going to the polls, doing all the work that it takes to get up to election day, doing all the things that it takes to to do all the stuff at the local level. All these things are so important to our democracy, are so important to us building a better future, are so important to us understanding and talking to people where they're at and understanding that there are people within our tent that still are trying to figure it out. We have people who are still who are learning it up. We have young people who are still trying to figure it out and, and, and grow within in that space with us in bigger ways. Um, Klima, again, thank you for for for, for the work that you do. Um, I'm extremely excited to start doing this process of, you know, making this event amazingly dope. Um, I don't want this to be the end of any of the work that we do together as 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 Spawn on Me and crew. Uh, so again, if there are things that you need from me and things that I you know can can offer up to help uh, make this all real in in future endeavors and all this kind of stuff, you know that we have your back with that. And say, so, you know, I love you with every fiber of my being. Uh, you continue I- to do massive, amazing things in this space. 
you know if you need anything you got my number we can make it happen and, and, and do dope stuff here together so again this is going to be a fantastic i hope monumental effort um i really think that we're going to be able to do something very special um in this space everybody in chat i know it's a it's a weird time for us to stream so it's, it's not a, a bunch of you in the chat tonight but your job today and i don't usually give homework but your homework is you need to spread this as far and wide as you possibly can go follow uh, new georgia project on twitter uh make sure you're following uh all voting is local uh on twitter as well uh you see that you see both uh Insays and aklima's uh twitter handles underneath their names on on the video version of this reach out to folks make sure that when they put out stuff that you signal boost the shit out of it because we want as many people watching uh so that we can blow this up in a bigger way uh so that we can really take this thing back uh on the third so Insay, uh aklima if there are any last thoughts that you want to share with the folks at home uh the stage is yours i'm going to give it to you first uh, Insay. I'm so, 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 so grateful to you, friend. Um, thank you for lending us your platform. Thank you for teaching us um, how to do this and how to step our shit up consistently and be impatient with us. Thank you for not judging me and my janky internet, but you can blame Comcast for that. Please, please blame Trinity for that. Um, and also, I want to say that how is it not bricago less? at least, right? Like there's no West Coast representation at all. Like has anybody got at you about that? Oh yeah, people tell us all the time. They're like, Khalif, you're, you're not in Brooklyn no more. You're not in New York no more. And, 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 the, and the co-host who was from Chicago is no longer with us either. Uh, they're like, how are you not gonna have it in Portland? Cause I was like, Portland doesn't have any Jamaican food. So I can't, I can't add that to the show. Like I, I have to, I have to travel states to get a good patty and cocoa bread. So that I, there will never be. A man's gotta have a code. A man's gotta have a code. I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just saying. Um, no, I love this. I love the community that we're building. Um, and come check us out on November third, election day. We're gonna be streaming for twelve hours. You can come through. Yes, yes, yes. Aklima, I'm gonna give you the last word before we jump out of here. Oh my goodness, no pressure. Okay, twitchthevote.org. Check us out for more information and for updates on our stream. We are so excited to be connecting with each and every one of you. Thank you, Khalif, for allowing us to be on your show, for infusing us with knowledge and uplifting us. I don't have as much caffeine as I would like, but this conversation certainly has lifted me up in a way that I hope has lifted up the people on the other end listening to this. I love these two people very, very much. I'm happy to be here with them and to be doing this. I hope y'all love our democracy just as much. So please participate, use these opportunities. I'm gonna say it again and again and again, commit to your voting plan, figure out what you're gonna do, make sure to get it done. November 3rd is the last opportunity to vote, but not the only one. Figure it out in your state and get it done. We need you. Yes, indeed, indeed, indeed. Make it happen. Twitchthevote.org is gonna be one of the places you can get more information. Again, this will be exclusively held here at twitch.tv slash me for the whole 12 hours. We're gonna be rocking here, giving you all the wonderful things you need to see, all the entertainment, all the information, all the stuff that you'll need to be able to make this happen while you're watching all the polls roll in. I know that I will have multiple screens happening at once once an election night is going to be happening. And I took the day off of work because I'm going to be drinking my ass off uh, after, 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 after everything that happens with the stream. After everything that happens with the stream. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. This, this, this may not be water. Come, come. 
come election night. Um, I have to say this as well, because I know that there was somebody who asked this uh, on Twitter. This event is not affiliated with Twitch directly. We are all doing this on our own. We have to say that out loud because we, you know, disclaimers on that initially and, and out loud. We are doing this on our own. You know, we have, you know, uh, NGP and uh, 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 all, votes, all voting is local. I'm sure you have all done Twitch the vote activations already, but they have get, have not been sanctioned in that way by Twitch. We're not working directly with Twitch on these things. These are all yeah. things that we're doing on our own using the platform uh, for this work. So again, everybody at home, this episode will go up on Friday. Uh, make sure you're paying attention to that for sure. Uh, we have um, tomorrow night, we have our... Uh, NFL stream that we usually do. So we're going to be doing stuff with the NFL again, watching some Thursday night football. So make sure you come uh, around for that. Um, I have an unboxing of my PS5 that just went up. That's going to about to go up in a couple hours once I put that out. So that's going to be dope and everybody's going to be able to see that. Hooray! Uh, and then again, make sure you're paying attention to all the social stuff. We'll be blasting out a whole bunch of things on Instagram, uh, on Twitter, on our YouTube all that stuff is going to go up. Make sure you're again paying attention to all the social channels. Um, and yeah, we're going to make it hot uh, come election night. It's going to be real dope. It's going to be real fun. Uh, we all need your energy to be in there with us. So until then, we'll see you all in a little bit. Much love to you all. Wash your hands, wash your butt, social distance, put a mask on. God damn it. Make sure you do it and make sure that you are safe out there. I love you all. Massive love to you. And we say peace.